Hey guys, before we get into the episode, it blows my mind that we're launching another podcast. And this time, I actually want to feature you guys as a guest. Now, if you're a six-figure entrepreneur who has your own podcast and you listen to the show, I actually want to interview you on our brand new podcast, which is called Six Figure Podcast Rebels. You just need to go to www.top100interview.com and you can apply to get featured. All right, guys, back to the show. Because you feel like you're talking to more than one person. Like you're not to yourself. You're actually trying to like really over deliver. Um, so I, I think podcasting is a great way to uh, just build connections with people. Have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and thought, wow, I really thought I'd be further ahead by now? If so, you are not alone. I've spent the last two years traveling the globe looking for the answers. The problem is, it's fear of failure that was holding me and so many of you back. I realized that no one was telling the real story of entrepreneurship. So I flew to the US, decided to face my fear and go all out to build my million dollar business completely from scratch. But the real question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our online tribe and share the internet's top marketing secrets. My name is Jamie Atkinson and this is the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement. You're here with Jamie Axon, and I have with me once again, Daxi Perez, uh, the guru behind podcasts and how to really knock them out of the park, to be honest. Like, seriously, you're doing great with all the podcasts, and obviously, you've got your brand new podcast, which you just released a few weeks ago. How's the podcast going, by the way? Is it going good? Yeah, it's going great. Um, it's like, I, I have about, like, uh, probably, I literally just started it in my promotion. Like, my launch was, like, literally it's the casual most casual launch ever uh <laughs> just because i was doing it just because like people were asking me and um i have deep the people who are listening are all engaging with me so i've done podcasts before and i see people do podcasts where they have a lot of downloads but they get no engagement for me it's the percentage of engagement i get knowing like people responding and saying yeah i love that oh that's great or thanks for that tip uh to me that lets me know i'm doing good so the percentage of my engagement right now i'm very happy with Oh, that's sweet. And people are just reaching out to you via Instagram or Facebook, stuff like that? Correct. Yes. And on the Facebook group, et cetera. Yeah, that's great. And actually, I actually want to dig into the Facebook group in the next episode to find out a little bit more about how that launch went, uh, as well as the podcast itself. But before we get into all that stuff, you told me just before we got on this episode that obviously you have your partnership with Ryan, which is kind of a big deal. And I've actually interviewed somebody else about partnerships in the past. And it's something that has kind of intrigued me, especially because I'm considering going into a partnership myself in the near future. So that's a bit of inside information, some cool stuff on the horizon. What's kind of interesting is that partnerships have this real funny connotation about them. There's some people that say they're amazing and like they couldn't even consider being in business without their partner. And then there's other people whose businesses have pretty much collapsed from very poor choices and and bad partnerships. So Daxi, like when was your first partnership? When did you first uh, get in business with somebody else? Yeah. So my first partnership, like 50, 50, well, actually I've had, I had one before my, my first, I guess, partnership zero, um, was when, um, I actually flew out to Thailand because I was pretty successful in, in drop shipping, high ticket drop shipping. And then, um, this guy, Johnny FD, he had a big podcast called travel like a boss. He was one of the guys I learned from, from one of my mentors about how to drop ship. He was starting like an accelerator group. He, 10 people, you start a store with them. He gets 25%. 
and he teaches you his ways and stuff. So that, that actually got me to go out to Thailand and like be in this big group of people. It ended up not being like the most like amazing situation because he was like never. So I was like, well, how is he getting 25% here? You're not actually, not actually a partner. So I actually sold that store. And then someone in that group, I became a partner with too. Because uh, at the time, high ticket drop shipping was very hot. But I started realizing like, uh, this is like 2016 when fidget spinners were becoming hot. Uh, we were like, shit, like we can make a lot more money if we just buy from AliExpress and like test these products and sell like that. So I partnered up with someone and uh, it went great at the start. But the problem with partnerships, uh, well, this is one problem. If you both, I call it like two cooks in the kitchen, if you both do the same things, because then it's like, where, where are the boundaries? Where are the lines? Um, and it got to a point where like there were some campaigns where I was like pulling out big numbers, like 20,000 a month on some products. And he was doing campaigns and, and we were losing money <laughs> like from his product campaigns. And uh, it was very like an awkward situation where like both of us were in the Facebook ads manager and I was changing some of his stuff. He didn't like it. And like, I was like, dude, that's not the way to do it. And like, it was just a very, very bad partnership from the start because I didn't know like people have to have separate roles and they have to have separate personality types. There's a book, there's a really good book on this called Rocket Fuel. It talks about the businesses that grow the fastest are when there's two types of people. There's a visionary and then there's the integrator, almost like Steve Jobs and Wozniak. Like Steve Jobs did not code at all. And like they made some of the first products that involved code ever, you know, or that types of code. And I'm more on the visionary side. Like I hate hiring people. I hate organizing teams, systems and processes I like, but building them, no. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So um, it w- that partnership went really south. We ended up like, not even selling the store. We couldn't even figure out like, it was just like, it was disgusting. And, but it's also, there's, there's a cool personality. If you're ever going to partner with some, somebody, I would take, have them take the DISC test, the disc personality test. And that just categorizes them as far as like what motivates them, how do they work under certain pressures, et cetera. And uh, that gives you a good sense of how you can work with people. And uh, I got pretty lucky in my recent partnership. So that's going great right now. So yeah. No, that's sweet. And that's actually really interesting because uh, that's actually a different take from the previous interview I did with a, with a guy called Travis. And he said that him and his partner do actually work well together, but they are very similar. And actually, they said the same thing. At first, they were bumping into each other. They had those challenges. And now that they separated their roles and what they do and what they're in charge of, it's become much easier. So what's the big difference with you and Ryan then? Is Ryan more of the integrator rather than the visionary then? Yes, he's way more integrator. He comes from a corporate background and he could tell you all this too. So he's, he's used to managing teams. Like it's like a $1.5 billion company and he's very, very good at, I would say, filtering ideas <laughs> and like knowing what to do next. Me, I I'm just have tons of ideas. I'm more like the front end, business development, sales, getting people in, knowing where we want to go. But I have to always think big picture and integrator is the one who will actually like put your ideas to paper and pen. And it, when two people can be in their zone of genius, uh, it just makes you like way better at what you do, I find. So yeah, that sounds like it makes a big difference. Like if you can the book Rocket Fuel. Yeah, yeah, the book Rocket Fuel really explains it very well. So yeah. Yeah, no, that's an awesome recommendation. So for somebody in the position right now that they're listening to this and they're thinking, you know, do I do the partnership? Do I not do it? So they should go read that Rocket Fuel book. They should do the disc personality type. Now, actually, some of the stuff you're doing now is more on your own as opposed to just in that partnership. Was that a hard decision to make to go out and start doing things for yourself or was it kind of naturally flowing? 
what, what are you talking about? So now that you're doing more of your personal brand stuff. Oh, yes. So um, it's weird because my personal brand stuff leads to my other businesses in a way. It's just part of the value ladder. It's all leading to my courses, which is with me and Ryan. We're partnered up on that. Or, yeah, I, I would say that, you know, the visionary role, the people who are in that role, they're more in the marketing front. So I, I think I'm just more powerful at marketing. And that's like my zone of genius, so to speak. And I, I really want to sharpen that sword and that iron. And I've, I learned that through Steve Larson, you know, just being very consistent at using your voice and, and creating your sales message and testing things. Like I want a personal brand and create my own content so I can test things and see what people react to and what people need to hear, et cetera. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And one of the, I think one of the scary parts about this is if you start to go on this journey of a partnership, I think maybe some people worry about, well, when do I introduce my products and am I going to step on my partner's toes if it kind of fits in alongside that? Did you and Ryan sit down and say, okay, look, this is the kind of products that we want to do. We want to create this course on the top end. And was there any of that kind of uncertainty about whether you should create a product yourself or whether you should guys should do it together. Was there any of that uncertainty or did you guys map it all out to start off with? Not really because there was things that he was better at than me that I knew he could teach in the course better. And he had his own course already. There was some great things. I had some, some knowledge that probably he didn't have as far as like the branding front and the audience building as far as on social media and Facebook group strategy and some other things. But he was very good like at things like Trello and systematizing and organizing and, uh, you know, finding guests and automating the process and how to just make, make your life easier and like hire people, you know, if you want your team. So it just made natural sense to like just go halves with them on everything just because then we're, we're both committed to it. And this new challenge that we're doing, like he's, he's, doing, he's doing an amazing job, like laying out every, like every day is going to be laid out. There's going to be a game plan which is really, really fun and exciting that we can bring this much value to people. Wow, that's going to be crazy. And uh, obviously, by the time this episode airs, you guys will have probably filled the slot on that challenge. But are you planning to open it back up once the first oh, yeah. kind of challenge is out of the way? Yeah? Yeah, yeah. The first one, we just want to like, perfect the process. It's some feedback and data uh, as far as like what's working, what's not working, so that when we do make it evergreen, people can join whenever they want. It's just like, Awesome. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. And just, to, and just to give people some insight, like what's the challenge going to teach people how to do? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's similar to the process that uh, people pay us for in our agency, our launch process, because we treat podcast launches like product launches, but it's not as like full out intensive only because like the people we work with, big list. So there's a lot of bang and like, like I would say hype we can build and like to really get them high in the charts day one. But other people who probably are going through the challenge and they're, and they're like newer, they probably don't need to do all that other extra stuff from the start because it wouldn't matter. You know, like no one's really listening to them anyways. They're, what's more important for them is having that brand strategy, identity and alignment that is to some, and, and really like, you know, setting the right expectations for people who get into podcasting people want to get into podcasting and monetize right away. It's like, no, like if you want to make money quick, like don't start a podcast, like you'll make money somewhere else. Like this is just to get people to know, like, and trust you. And then once you have a value ladder and you have sales funnel, then it could probably make the selling process easier because you're breaking down people's beliefs. But like on the podcast itself, it's just to get comfortable and, you know, utilize certain strategies like networking, the dream 100 and, uh, 
you know, positioning your, it's, it's really a practice of positioning yourself and like, you know, testing things and getting good at some copywriting concepts, et cetera. Yeah, I like it. And the big thing, I think, for a lot of people that they might like about podcasting, and certainly what I've liked, is that it's very conversational. You know, sometimes I find when you're on a video, it's like a performance. You have to, like, jump up and down, and you have to keep people engaged, and they might start to look around. There's those two elements. But on a podcast, you can just sit down and have a chat with someone, and it's, it's definitely a lot easier to do, right? Yeah. And it's weird. Like, I, I tell people this, too. It's like, there's an element of talk therapy that happens with a podcast, where you're pulling out things from deep inside you and you're really in a like philosophical contemplative mood where you don't normally have in daily life like nobody has deep conversation when it's like sitting with people having breakfast like everything's virtual nowadays so I, I think it's a you come away feeling because you feel like you're talking to more than one person like you're not to yourself you're actually trying to like really over deliver um so I, I think podcasting is a great way to uh, just build connections with people yeah, dude. And you're so right. And it becomes so much easier to reach out to people. Like even just a, a simple in and saying, Hey, I'd love to get you on the show. People get excited. And then you can just have conversations with people who it would never have even happened before if you didn't have that in, you know? Correct. Very, very true. No, I like it. So actually, actually, that's a really good stopping point. And on the last and final episode with you, which I'm, I'm actually really excited about, you're going to dive a little bit deeper into how you kind of got started with this whole podcast game and hopefully shed some light on some of the challenges along the way. Uh, are you up for that, buddy? One last episode? Yes, let's do it, man. All right, buddy. We'll see you on the next episode. So guys listening, uh, if you haven't checked out the last episode with Daxi yet, jump back over. It's the one just before this one. And we'll be with you on the next episode pretty soon. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the last episode. And I just want to let you know that we're doing an amazing competition for you guys. It's called the four for four competition. Four amazing entrepreneurs have sponsored this podcast for the next month and a half. And they're doing it to give you guys access to their flagship courses completely for free. There's going to be four lucky winners who are going to get access to four powerful courses from some of the best online entrepreneurs out there. You have Doug Bowton, who's giving away his highly sought after sales funnel mastery course. We've got Shanta Turner is giving away her engagement driving culture method course. You have Wendy Hart who's giving away her mind bending procrastination cure course and Samantha Brown who's giving away her double your tribe challenge. These are four amazing courses which are all worth a combined total of over $2,500 and we're giving it away to you guys for free. All you have to do to be in with a chance of winning this competition is to scroll down on the podcast page, leave a rating and review and just screenshot your review just before you publish it and email Email it to jamie at entrepreneurjunkie.co. Competitions are going to be ending on June the 30th. Make sure you get your entries in, guys. And if you've already left a rating or review on the podcast, just screenshot your podcast review and we'll still enter you into the competition. Make sure you guys enter before this competition goes away. There's going to be four lucky winners. You don't want to miss this, guys. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, 
download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.